welcome to the Hormones in Harmony podcast. I'm your host, Vivian Allred, former chronic illness sufferer turned trusted health practitioner. My passion is helping people to identify and address the root causes of their symptoms through my online business, Viva Natural Health. If you're struggling with confusing or stubborn symptoms that just won't go away despite your best efforts, then you're in the right place. If I can heal from a long list of symptoms and conditions, including cystic acne, hair loss, severe food reactions, and brain fog, then you can heal too. Stay tuned for weekly episodes that share expert guest interviews, Q&A, and solo episodes that are all intended to help you wherever you're at on your healing journey. The information shared on this podcast is intended for educational purposes only, and is not designed to replace the advice of your health practitioner. That said, let's get into today's episode. Hello everyone, welcome back to the podcast. You have probably seen in the title that I had quite the week last week. I had a water leak under my bath, which is probably a nightmare, my worst nightmare. (laughs) I'm trying to get out of that mentality, but yeah, just being honest. I really didn't expect it and yeah, I was pretty upset and annoyed by it. And then the same week I had food poisoning and that knocked me off my feet as well. So I want to discuss what exactly happened, some learning lessons, some tips and just like a a journal entry for myself just to process my emotions and what I've been through. I think the last solo episode that I did, because it's been a while, was my solo episode about moving in or like getting the house and getting Norman and all of that. I can't remember exactly like what I covered or if I was even in the house. You can probably listen back and let me know. But it has been a bit of a crazy couple of months. It'll have been two months at the start of September that I've been in the house and I absolutely love it. And yeah, it's been like, a really seamless tran- like transition from my flat to here and everything's working out great. It was just this recent water leak and I'm like, ah, just a little bit triggered. My anxiety is just a little bit heightened, but I actually feel much more relaxed and calm than I thought I'd be and that I definitely have been in the past because I wouldn't have reacted as well if this would have happened in my previous flat when I was really adamant that that was like my safe healing space and that's where I ultimately got got better and I needed that place to be like absolutely perfect which it was it was an old building but inside had been completely renovated and modified and I don't actually know like there could have been mold there could have been a water leak kind of what happened here and I just had no idea about it but when I visibly saw the water pouring out from under the bath I was like mm, great perfect only six weeks into my new place and actually Something similar happened in the kitchen a couple of weeks prior, which I'll come on to in a second, but that wasn't as bad. That was dealt with. So yeah, I moved in the first weekend of July, just to recap, into my new house. I love it so much. I love the area. It's kind of like going through an estate where a lot of old people live, which I love because they're so friendly and they're all doing their lawns and doing their gardening and they all love to see Norman. And then where we live just at the end with the new development, it's a lot like younger people and families. So I just love the the mixture. 
And we've got some nice nature, some lovely walks nearby. Norman loves it. Luke loves it. And we're all very happy here. So we moved in Saturday and then I bought, well, I picked up Norman on Sunday. And that was a mistake looking back. People were like, are you sure you want to do that? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. Good to go. But we thought that he had fleas. Well, I thought he had fleas. But looking back, I'm pretty sure I was just hallucinating. And he's still itching now, but I think he just has a grass allergy. So what happened was I had a really bad sleep that night because he was crying constantly and I would have to. So we, I was thinking, do I, we put him in the bedroom or do we put him where we want him to go? So I went with the latter and I wanted him to sleep downstairs in the kitchen in his crate. And... We put him in there. He loved his crate. He'll go in there happily. But at nighttime, he'd never been left alone before. He was used to being with all his brothers and sisters. He was used to having other dogs in the house as well. The breeder had like five or six of her own dogs. So it was obviously a lot quieter for him. So that first night, I took responsibility and I said that I'll be in charge of taking care of Norman because Luke was busy with work the next day. And I just wanted to get him into habit and I knew that I'd do it a little bit more caringly being the being the feminine so I went down to him I'd settle him I'd make sure he got back to sleep which could take 10 minutes and then he would hear me start to creep back up the stairs and start crying again so I'd come back down settle him down I'm sure this is very much what it's like with a human child but this happened all throughout the night so that day I got about two hours sleep. I had relaxing spa music on for him. I'd bought him this lamb toy that has a heartbeat in to soothe him. And that really did help, but it wasn't enough. And I knew that this would happen. But when you're in the moment, you're like, why did I get a dog? I'm so stupid. Like, I'm not ready for this. Um, But I'd also thought about the attachment styles. And if I was to just let him cry out, that like my parents had told me to do with him, like, oh, our dog was fine. We just let him cry all night. I literally couldn't. I wouldn't be able to get to sleep anyway. And every time he cried, my nervous system would have a response and my heart would start beating and I'd have to go down. And I felt so bad for him. I just imagined him all alone and scared in a new environment. He was fine during the day, but yeah, at night he was obviously, he felt different. And there were points where I would literally be asleep on the stairs because I'd try creeping my way back up Um, So I just kind of laid there and then had a little snooze because he knew I was near and I didn't coddle him or anything. I just um, make sure that he like had time to go for a wee. So we put him on his pads and he had a little wee and yeah, everything was fine. And that lasted about three nights and then he was pretty good. Sometimes all we needed to do was shout down like, it's okay, we're here. Everything's fine, Norman. And he would go back to sleep. So yeah, that big, that wasn't an issue. And I think doing that with him made him have a more secure attachment, which is what they're learning about babies now. Um, things like cold sleeping. Um, it isn't that they're just going to be attached to you forever and not be able to live without you. It actually makes them understand that you, you are going to be there for, for them, but they can kind of go off on their own and everything's going to be fine. They're going to have support either way. So it was the same with, with Norman. I went down to him when he was upset and they said in, in dog on the dog websites that they're not doing it to manipulate you or anything. They're literally just scared. They're not just going to cry so that you come down 
necessarily. Um, they want to sleep as well. So I felt I felt good with my with my approach and it all seemed to work because we can leave him for a few hours now. He's still pretty young, but that's good. We can go to like the gym or just have a bit of time away from him. Anyway, um, so things settled down with Norman uh, eventually, but on that first night, I went down in the morning to let him out of his cage and I thought I saw, or I might have shown, I don't actually know. I have no evidence now. <laughs> I have no like confirmation at all. But I thought I saw a flea on his fur, something like scurrying under his fur. But I could have completely been hallucinating. Now I go look look back in hindsight. So I immediately freaked out because I, I don't like bugs as it is, but I also hate fleas. I have a thing with insects because of my history of Lyme disease and getting a tick bite or a, a mosquito bite, whatever that was. And... My mum has also instilled a fear of fleas because she's a landlord with my dad and they have a few properties and one of them was completely infested with fleas once when the tenants had gone. They had cats. Um, I also don't like cats because my mum taught me not to like them. And they had to like bug bomb the place about three times because it was that bad. And she said she even looked down and she could see the floor, like the carpet moving. It was that bad. And she had them all over her she brought a few fleas home they were on her her face like on her clothes so since that moment like we've both just hated fleas and I just felt so bad because my parents were meant to be around like helping us decorate but my mum wouldn't even come in because she is that that scared of fleas she hates them that much and she didn't want to contaminate her house and yeah I don't even think there was fleas so this is the funny part um, but it was not funny in the moment because I spent that first day, I think it was, yeah, it must have been the Monday, Luke was working, but I I didn't have clients that day. I should have booked the whole week off in hindsight as well, but didn't do that. Um, I just had clients on the Wednesday, but I had to cancel them because I wasn't well. But yeah, Monday I spent the day washing Norman. I spent the day washing everything, cleaning everything. Um, washing all of his bedding, everything was yeah, outside, hung up. And I was just confined to that one room pretty much for the entire week because I still thought that he had fleas. I didn't I didn't kind of get over that worry until I it had been a week that I hadn't seen anything. Um, both my sister-in-law, who's a vet nurse and an actual vet, had told us he doesn't have fleas. We hadn't seen anything. He was still itching. I then started to think it, maybe it's a grass allergy instead. So yeah, it took a week and I was just locked in that kitchen dining room. Um, I couldn't even enjoy, enjoy my new house. Um, my parents were kind of annoyed with me, especially with my mom, because they wanted to come and help. They'd got like dedicated time to come and help me move and decorate and do the garden. And they didn't want to come. It was a bit of a shit show, to say the least. But I... I'm glad that he didn't have fleas or if he did we caught like caught it early we nipped it in the bud and he's settling in really well now he's doing great um so that was the first week and then everything was great we got it back into a routine it was good to get out with Norman every day as well on a walk and I've still been really into my gym I mentioned this on Instagram stories but Previously, I'd kind of procrastinate sometimes and use my period and my hormones as an excuse not to go to the gym 
in my luteal phase, I'd be like, oh, my period's due a week on Friday. Like, I'm not going to go. And that's just pretty ridiculous. I just needed some encouragement and motivation and discipline to get to the gym. On my period and the few days before, that would be an okay excuse for me. But just when I felt like sitting on the couch instead, that's not really great. So I actually did a technique in my certification that helped me move from procrastination to excitement when it comes to the gym. And I didn't think that it worked massively in the moment because I didn't have any huge revelations. But a couple of weeks later, I realized that I'd been to the gym pretty much every day and was actually excited and eager to go to the gym. And then I realized that the technique must have worked. And the same thing happened with Luke, but a different scenario. So I have to do practice hours for my certification to you know, graduate. And I have to practice my techniques on people. And Luke wanted to use the technique to stop eating protein bars that he buys at the supermarket because he said they're expensive and they're obviously not as good for him than eating something home cooked or having like a, a protein shake that he makes at home instead. And I was like, oh, it's a bit boring. Do you not want to use it for something deeper? Do you not want to do any like deep trauma work or anything? And he's like, no, I want to do that. So we did it again in the moment. Didn't really notice anything significant, but... We were in the supermarket, just forgot about it, a supermarket about a week or two later. This is when I realized about the exercise thing for me. So I thought I'd test him and we walked past the protein bar aisle in the supermarket and I was trying to like tempt him. I was like, is there anything that you want to get from here? Like pointed towards them. And he was like, oh, uh, no, actually, like I've not, not wanted one at all. I've not been tempted. I've just been taking my own protein shakes um, to the gym. And everything's good. So these techniques are really like exciting for me. And this is a new a new chapter and a new love in my work. So this is the certification that I'm doing. I'm doing the Yes Supply certification. If you're interested in signing up, I'll put my referral link below. Um, and you can ask me any questions that you have about it. But I'm training to be a hypnosis and EFT practitioner, trained in neural energetic encoding, subconscious reprogramming, so many different cool things. And yeah, I'm very excited for the next steps for my business. I'm finishing my certification in September. Um, so I'm currently submitting my field work, doing my exams over the next few weeks. But it's just been such a good, a good thing. And I was very drawn to it. And I listened to my intuition. And it was another investment for my business. And I just made huge investments, the biggest one yet in my life with the house. But it's paid off and yeah the money for the certification has just kind of covered itself with the work that I've been doing and yeah I've, I've loved every minute so then fast forward again so this takes us up to this past week um Monday the 14th of August I was being a good girlfriend and ran a bath for my boyfriend Luke because he had a bad back he struggles with that on and off and um yeah I ran him a lovely bath bubble bath with non-toxic things and essential oils and Epsom salts and about five minutes into him being in the bath I could hear this water running but it didn't sound like it was coming from the tap I went in the bathroom and there was water like pouring out from under the bath um like the bath board so immediately I went into stress panic mode the same one as the flea situation <laughs> Luke says I'm I'm like a crazy person in the moment and I made him get out of the bath immediately. So he'd been in there like two minutes. And we took the bath, well, I took the bath board off. I got my 
my screwdriver, pulled everything off, and there was just water everywhere. And Luke found that the overflow pipe in the piping works wasn't even attached. So I don't know if it was attached and it came loose, but it was just kind of hanging off and there was water shooting out of that because the bath had got a little bit too high and it had gone through the overflow section. And yeah, it started to wet all of the floor, um, all of the the wood, the wood bits underneath, um, and it started to spread onto my floor. So I dried everything up. I got tons of towels, put everything down. I got my Dyson hairdryer, plugged that in, and was just on my hands and knees crying at this point. It's ridiculous, like, looking back at this image in my mind. But And Luke was kind of like, okay, what's going on? I don't really know how to help. Um, but, he, yeah, he did help. He was pretty good. And he was trying to calm me down. And he was like, come here, let's have a moment. I was like, no, I need to do this. I was hair drying. I was drying with towels. And um, I was trying to look for if there was an emergency number or anything, but it said the emergency was only if our lives were threatened. I was like, hmm, do I? <laughs> do I call it and tell them about mold and how my life could potentially be threatened if this became a severe problem? But I was like, no, it's not not enough. They They think like when your roof has fallen out, or uh, fallen down or your ceilings fell through that's like an emergency or there's a huge flood that's an emergency so it's like okay I'll just wait into the morning I'll dry up everything that I can um, I got my de dehumidifier out which I think is crucial to have because this really changed things and really helped me to sleep and just gave me a bit of peace of mind because that helped to draw the moisture out of the air and out of the, the floor and the next day it was pretty much, it was really full. It had taken so much water out and then I kept it on all the next day and it hardly took anything out of the air. So it really did its job. I had the window open for airflow. I had my air filter there and the air filter wouldn't really have done anything major because that's best when there is like a mold problem or issues with toxins in the air or pollution. But I just had that on too, just to be safe. So I had like an extension cord from the landing and everything was just plugged into one plug. The hairdryer was overheating. I thought it was going to blow up at one point. I thought I was going to melt a pipe and ha have another one burst. <laughs> I really went through the five stages of grief in that moment. I was shocked. I was sad. I was angry. And then I just came to this total acceptance after about an hour. Because uh, this was late at night as well. It was probably at like nine or ten o'clock at this point and I, sh I should have been in bed by then. But I did some EFT tappings. This is another technique that I used, emotional freedom technique. And I did some mantras in my bed, calmed myself down and really was able to sleep well. And I just knew that I couldn't really do anything else that night. There was no point staying up worrying because then I'm just going to be exhausted the next day. So I got a good night's sleep and yeah, woke up the next day and started to contact um, a building manager that I knew on site who's helped with some of the stuff and um, I rang the non-emergency helpline they opened at 9am so I did everything that I could and someone came that day a plumber and we'd already put the pipe back in so we'd done it he just helped to check like everything else was fine and um, by then the floor was dry so we put the bathboard back on and he was like okay that's that's me done but I was asking if they could investigate below and that morning I'd gone down because I wanted to check is the water travelled. 
and it had, it had gone down to the room below, which was the garage. So the garage ceiling was wet. I couldn't tell if it was a shadow or a dark, just paint mark or something to begin, but it actually was wet to touch. And my dad brought a damp meter, which is another tool I think is really good and handy if you ever ever worried about a wall being wet or humidity or anything like that. A damp meter can be really good. You can get a humidity gauge as well, or gauge, is it gauge? And that can see if it's below or over 50% humidity. If it is, then that is a risk factor for mold as well. So there's all these little tools that can just give you peace of mind. So yeah, the ceiling was showing wet, it was damp. I put the air filter in there, the um, dehumidifier in there all night, all day. And that drew a lot of moisture out. The next day it was completely dry. So both levels were dry, but I was concerned about the in-between, like what was going on in that void space. And there's bound to be insulation and stuff in there with it being above the garage. So the building manager, he said, they're not going to go in from the bathroom, like, because that would be such a huge job. And they said because it wasn't severe and because there's no like signs of major water damage, they're not just going to do it in case there is like wetness in the middle. And I was like, well, it's going to have to be investigated somehow. Can we not go up through the garage ceiling and test it that way instead? Um, I didn't hear from him. He said he'd get back to me and he didn't, which was a little bit annoying. After that point, I was quite annoyed just because I'd not heard anything and it felt like I was kind of being fobbed off a little bit and they'd kind of be like, oh, she might forget about it if we don't do anything. I don't know if that's the case, but that's how I felt. So I um, was just adamant. I was like, something's going to get done. I'm not just, it's my health at the end of the day and I've just got this home. It's not my fault. I've been in here six weeks and this isn't good. So I rang this other number and spoke to it's with the the development that I'm on you get like a a a week check a six week check a 12 week check just to make sure everything's good so I rang them and there's still a couple of things that need to be fixed anyway from when we moved in like the back doors um and she was really helpful this woman and I, I liked speaking to a woman as well because I could she could kind of empathize a little bit more so I explained my concerns and I said that I deal with water damage and mold related illnesses all day every day so I am obviously a bit more concerned about it than maybe someone else down the street and she was like no I totally understand um can you tell me more about mold like I want to know um because when they think about it they just think of like the extreme situations where there's mushrooms growing from the ceiling or um they can sometimes blame it on the tenants or the people living there because if they're drying towels on the on the radiator or they overflow a bath out of being curless. But I said, I want this on record that I mentioned it now. And if something does develop any water damage, then I want it even five years down the line to be addressed because it's not my fault. Um, and she was like, yeah, yeah, that's totally fine. I will send someone out, but only in two weeks. And I was like, oh God, is there no one that can come sooner? She said, no, unfortunately not. So I just had to take that appointment. So that's still not happened yet. But I'm going to have him go through the garage ceiling, investigate, see if there's anything wet in there. If it is, or if there's signs, and I'm I'm suspicious that I'm going to have them rip that out. And I'm not going to take no for an answer because I've not spent all of this money, and I'm not. I haven't moved just to live in uncertainty. I want to know for definite that everything's dry 
and everything's fine. Because a couple of weeks before that, we we realized that the overflow pipe for the bathroom, for the kitchen sink wasn't attached or it had fell off again. Um, because yeah, we filled a bath to, we filled the sink to wash up and Luke had noticed under the sink was wet when he'd like lifted something out like a cleaning spray. And yeah, that wasn't attached either, but that had only been like the day before that that happened. So that was caught early. So please check under your sinks, check your pipes, especially if it's raining, have a look at your roof and just do a little look over everything on a regular basis because the main thing is catching it early, doing what you can, not stressing when you're waiting for appointments or anything because that's not going to be helpful. Um, So my biggest takeaways from that are have things on hand, have um, a damp meter, have a humidity gauge, have a dehumidifier, air filters, and just know that leaks can happen no matter how old your house is. My house has just been built and it's not the, the structure that's the problem, it's the pipework and yeah, plumbers and all of that. It doesn't matter what type of house you're in. Um, if you catch it early, that's the ideal. Stay calm, do what you can. These are my lessons to myself and stand up for what you want and what you need. Did you know that indoor air is typically more polluted and harmful than outdoor air? I wasn't really aware of the harmful effects of poor air quality until I found out that I was unknowingly being exposed to toxic mold that was making me really sick. Now I really prioritize what I think are the foundations to health, clean food, clean water, and clean air. It's not just mold that we need to be mindful of in our homes, it's the flame retardants and VOCs off-gassing from furniture, airborne parasites, pollen, dust mites, and bacteria. One of the best investments that you could make with your health is getting a high quality air filter that is strong enough to filter these things out and clean the air properly. Otherwise, it's gonna be our lungs filtering that stuff. Not all air filters are created equal though. So I wanted to share with you my favorite brand, the Air Doctor, or if you're in the UK, the Amazing Air. I keep this powerful filter running 24 seven to give me peace of mind that the air that I'm breathing is safe and supportive to my health. Check the show notes for links to save £200 on the Amazing Earth 3000 and up to $300 off the different Earth Doctor models. I just know that you're going to love it as much as I do. Okay, let's get back into the show. And then a couple of days later, so this goes on to my next stress of the week, which was the food poisoning. So that Wednesday, so this was Monday that the bath leak happened. On Wednesday, I must have gotten food poisoning. That's the only thing that I can think of. I, I doubt that it was a, a stomach bug or a virus or anything. But Luke made mussels. So it's like this frozen mussel pack with like a white wine sauce. I didn't really want that, but I wanted some of his, obviously. So he cooked them. It looked really good. And I had about three mussels, I think, but one of them was the biggest one in there. So I was like, I want that one. It looked great. And it was fine that evening. Next morning, woke up. My aura ring data so my recovery scores and temperature and everything were fine really good that morning but as soon as I woke up I had really bad stomach cramps like upper digestion like knife stabbing pains and I knew something was off and I didn't have an appetite and I didn't want my smoothie which I can tell is a sign that something's wrong because I have that smoothie every day and I have done for years but that just did not sound appealing to me 
and I just didn't feel hungry. So instead I had I had a protein bar and then I had two kiwis and I think I had like a little glass of milk and still had really bad stomach cramps. We were going to the chiropractor, me and my mum, so got in the car, went to the chiropractor, still had stomach cramps, felt like lethargic. Had my adjustment and I had my neck cracked. And previously, because it caused a lot of dizziness, she would do it with this gun thing. So she didn't have to actually crack my neck. But more recently, I've realized she started doing the proper neck adjustments again. And I usually do feel a little bit dizzy for a few moments afterwards because I think um, issues with like my nervous system. But yeah, another story. So I felt dizzy afterwards, but then I felt more dizzy than usual. I was okay. We went to Starbucks. We have a little coffee morning when we go once a month and got home and my friend was coming around this that afternoon. So she lives a couple of hours away and I don't see her too often. So she said that she was coming up, her mum and dad live nearby and she said she was coming about two and I was like, oh great. <laughs> but I didn't want to cancel um, because I didn't, I wasn't that bad at that point. I just felt fatigued and stomach cramps. So I thought I could handle it. But about half an hour before she got here, I was sick. So I've just been laid on the couch for hours. And as soon as I stood up, I think I went to go to the toilet. I, as soon as I started moving, I had like really bad dizziness and I just knew that I was going to be sick. So I was sick. I texted her, I was like, you can still come if you want. I don't think it's a stomach bug. So you don't have to get worried that you're going to get something. But as long as you're fine to come to see my new house, to see Norman, the dog. And she she traveled to see her parents. So she might as well just come around. So she got here and we were fine again as, as we were sat down. But as soon as I started, like I was going to show her upstairs. And as soon as I started going upstairs, I was like, I don't feel good. Got really hot and dizzy again and really tired. So I just lay on my bed and I was like, just you go and look yourself. I'm sorry, but I'm just going to lay here. And then I was sick again. Um, and then we just went downstairs and chilled and I lied on the couch and we just chatted. And as she was going to leave, I was feeling all right. And I was like, I'll come for a little walk. Um, walk back to my dad's with you with Norman. I'll get some fresh air. And as soon as I started going down the road, I was like, nope, this doesn't feel good. I'm going to turn back. So we said bye. And as I started walking, it was like maybe 200 meters from my house. I started blacking out in the middle of the street. And there were people out like doing their gardens, mowing the lawns, like all my new neighbors. And I was like, oh God, please do not like shit yourself in the street and be sick everywhere and pass out because that would be absolutely appalling and I would be so embarrassed and I'd never show my face again so I just like suffered in silence I was dragging Norman because he was trying to run and go and sniff stuff and go and eat sticks so I was dragging him but my eyes were slowly blacking out and I by the time I got to my car on my drive, I was like feeling my way to the door with no vision at all. I opened my front door, went to the downstairs bathroom and was just sick again. And uh, Norman was just really <laughs> like, what is going on? He was scared. He was just sat next to the toilet. And then I just lay on the couch for the rest of the day. Um, had really bad headache. It developed into a migraine that night and fatigue was bad. Um, next day still didn't feel good I was going to have clients that day but had to reschedule which we know we know it's a problem when I have to move my clients because I, I tried to push through but not that day 
Um, and I was on my couch all day and Norman was such a little sweetheart. He He's usually like playing all the time, but he just wanted to lay on me and yeah, sit with me, which was so cute. But it was quite a difficult day because I really triggered me emotionally and took me back to my chronic illness days when I felt bad all the time. I didn't really struggle with sickness back then, but the fatigue, the brain fog, the inability to do stuff, the lack of appetite, I had all of that stuff. Um, My skin was even breaking out and I hadn't even eaten anything. So it was definitely my gut reflecting on my, with my skin. But yeah, I didn't feel good and I just felt really lonely because Luke was working and um, when he got home, he was like, he already had like a tennis lesson planned. So he went there and actually one of the, I used homeopathy to help my symptoms and it really helped a ton. My saving grace was arsenicum, which is one of the remedies that I needed. But the there's like a little description about some of the symptoms that you might have. So it said, Feels better lying down, which was definitely a yes. Feels better when I have like a hot water bottle in heat, which it did. I had fever, so it was like hot and cold. And then the last one, it was feels, hates being alone. (laughs) It's like, yes, that's definitely me. I I resonate with this remedy. Let me take it. And it did. One of them, I had like that bad stomach cramp again. And I put it in my mouth, this remedy. And it works on energy and self-healing mechanisms. As soon as I put it in my mouth, I could feel relief from my stomach ache. So that's how powerful it is. Cassie is my go-to for homeopathy. I'll put her email and her Instagram below. Um, She might be on maternity at the moment. Um, She's due in September. But yeah, homeopathy is my new obsession. I love it. And it really helped me in this situation. It's another thing to have on hand, perhaps, in your little first aid kit. Because I'm glad that I had that and had some of my other supplements probiotics, binders, electrolytes, always try and have things like this in the cupboard ready to go because in my situation, my, my supplements probably wouldn't have come in time for me to have relief all weekend or when you're in the moment, you don't even think of ordering anything because you've got so much brain fog and fatigue. So having them in the cupboard um, just to reach for, like times of stress, you could have certain things, times of inflammation or if you get a headache or this or that you can have them in the cupboard if you get food poisoning so you don't even have to think about it you've got some remedies ready to go but I did take one painkiller actually and a regular antihistamine just to bring my symptoms down because the reason that it got so bad was because as part of my health history I developed mast cell activation syndrome so I'm still recovering from that because of how bad it was and mold was the biggest trigger and it means that now sometimes when I get sick my immune system could go a little bit crazy and just produce a ton of histamines or if I get a bug bite for example it could be the tiniest little bite on my leg but my whole body would go into like quite bad itching reaction so that's why my symptoms weren't just like a little bit of loose stools or stomach ache it was like my skin was sensitive my scalp was sensitive I had fevers hot and cold Um, my tongue felt weird Um, I had fatigue I had brain fog I had symptoms like head to toe basically and it's just because my body's a little bit dramatic at the moment and I'm still recovering from that and I'm even starting like a new homeopathy thing to prescription with Cassie to help um, see if I can make even more of a difference and it has massively improved but 
I yeah, I just got triggered in on that moment, but nothing makes you appreciate your health more than when you don't have your health. So that was my biggest takeaway from that in- instance. Um, I had some other takeaways. So it was keeping stuff on hand for when you need them. Um, let's see what else. Oh, I, I learned my lesson about seafood and mussels. My mum actually told me something really useful. You might already know it, but I didn't. So with mussels, if they're already open before you cook them, they're bad. And if they're still closed when you've cooked them, they're bad as well. So you wouldn't ever open a mussel up to eat it. And I thought that was very interesting. And I asked Luke, did he know that or did he use those rules? And he said he didn't know. So yeah, that might save you food poisoning in the future. Um, There's some days that your body really does need bed rest. And as much as I hate it, because I like being productive and I like having something to do in the day, I hate just sit watching TV. Um, but sometimes it is necessary. And sometimes your body forces you to, to stop and slow down when needed. My other takeaways is that homeopathy is amazing. Dogs are so sweet and so intuitive, or pets in general. My aura ring really helped me to see my progress and my recoveries because there was a couple of mornings that weekend that I thought I felt okay in the morning but then my symptoms came back in the afternoon and it was because my heart rate variability my temperature was still imbalanced so I had a high temperature and a low HRV. HRV is heart rate variability the higher the number is the more balanced and regulated your nervous system is as a, a general overview. My average is always or should be a above 100 um, and that's pretty good but it was like a 20 on one of the days and that's extremely low for me so I knew that something was off and that morning I thought I was okay but I wasn't so it was telling me to not exercise which I didn't um, to take it easy to eat light foods like I didn't eat a ton um, on those days either because I just didn't feel feel well and one of the days it started to affect my gut and I had diarrhea and bad cramps again just checking my notes to see what else I want to update you on. I'll stop moaning in a second. But yeah, it just really reminded me that some people experience those symptoms every day. Like I have clients now who are nauseous and feel sick and feel fatigued and have this skin sensitivity and have diarrhea every single day. And I knew that because I work with them and I've been there myself. But when you're in it again, I'm like, how do people put up with this? It makes total sense why depression and anxiety are some of the top symptoms as a result of that. Um, I mean, it's all interconnected, but yeah, it was just so... So it was kind of good for me to feel that again because it's really reignited my passion and my drive. I'm like, I need to help these people get better because that is no way to live. And that's like two days of that was enough for me, but people have two years, 20 years, of that and yeah it's just not good they're not getting any help from the doctors the medical system but there are so many amazing tools in the natural health world which do take time and yeah things like i've mentioned today can really be helpful um but it, it yeah you have to be patient there's no quick fixes unfortunately so i do feel 100 percent now which i'm very grateful for and my health is so much more resilient now I used to get like good periods and then I'd crash again. But now it really is just when I get sick, which is completely normal. It's 
sometimes unavoidable. And I was actually wondering, I mentioned on Instagram, I was like, is this a sign if Luke's eating the same meal and he's totally fine? Is that a sign that his immune system's stronger than mine? His gut is healthier than mine? I really don't think it is because of all of the work that I've done and he's not really done much work on his gut health in his life. And yeah, I could suspect that he has poor gut health and leaky gut and all of that, as most people do. Or is it that my immune system and my gut is very strong and it's actually doing what it should do in getting rid of the bug and having an immune response? Maybe he's picked up some bugs or some parasites. Mine's dealt with it. Mine's gotten it out through vomit. Whereas his hasn't been detected and it's just going under the surface and it's just contributing to ill health down the line. I have no idea. But then one of my clients reminded me, she was like, you could have just had one bad muscle. So I'm trying to like analyze and understand everything, obviously with my brain. But I yeah, it could just be that I had the one big bad muscle out of the whole entire batch and it's just bad luck and it just happens. We're never going to know. But yeah, we get sick every now and again. We get colds, we get flus, um, especially if we run down. So I, I do think that the stress on the Monday weakened my immune system, which meant that I was more susceptible as well. Or And it could just be that my immune system is very hypersensitive and it recognizes when something's bad and it has this exaggerated response to get rid of it at all costs. So yeah, I'm feeling good now, back at the gym, um, keeping busy with clients, my one-to-one clients, and I'm having a housewarming party for my family. I think early September, this might have already happened. You might have seen it on social media. I'll post a few pics on there. Um, It's my birthday on the 20th of September as well. I'm turning 29. Very excited for that. And I am currently in my Saturn return. Uh, I can't remember exactly when it started, but I'm in my Saturn return and it makes total sense. I absolutely believe in yeah things like astrology because the last few months and years have had some big changes a lot of it good and there's been lots of learning lessons so yeah that is my little update for you I potentially in terms of work stuff so I am taking on one-to-ones at the moment um I might be releasing the mineral course again before Christmas but it might actually get to after Christmas now so early 2024 for I'm balanced if you're interested and I am debating on whether to launch a group program before Christmas this year. It may be October time, so 2023. If you're interested, I'm looking for 10 women to run through this with me for a six-week group coaching program. I'm just going to see the um, the like who put the feelers out. And put the feelers out and see who's potentially interested. This will be a six-week group group coaching program. You will have a one-to-one session with me and personalized feedback and recommendations because I know this is important to a lot of you. Um, And yeah, you'll learn about the foundational things both on a physical level and an emotional energetic level in order to balance your hormones, heal your body, restore your menstrual cycles, clear your skin, get your energy back, clear your brain fog just general women's health problems because they all often go together. I've not met anyone with menstrual cycle issues who doesn't have gut issues and someone with gut issues who doesn't have some skin or hair or nail issues. They all go together because the body's interconnected. So it'll be a very holistic program and you'll get to connect with other like-minded women 
you'll be able to contact me during those weeks and really start to make a change to your health so that you've got all of that information then to go off into the new year and hopefully make 2024 the year that you regain your health with my support and my expertise and my knowledge. So if that interests you, just send me a DM on Instagram. Let me know. I'm at Viva Natural Health. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode and potentially learn from my mistakes and have things on hand. If you do experience something similar, you can come back to this episode and yeah, experience it with me all over again. But yeah, thank you. Enjoy the rest of your day wherever you're at in the world. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, I would love for you to leave me a rating and review on your podcast app as this helps to support the show and it allows it to reach more people with this valuable information. Come and say hi over on Instagram. I'm at Viva Natural Health. And if you haven't already, check out my website, vivanaturalhealth.co.uk for tons more free resources and to discover how I could support you further. I currently offer one-on-one consultation packages if you want my top level support, then more affordable group programs and self-paced online courses. So there really is something for everyone. Enjoy the rest of your day and I'll see you back here next week for another episode.